Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, good to see you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you guys. <laughs> I'm back with my co-hosts who are lovelier than ever, Judy and Jen. Hey, well, stop guys. it. Hi. Today we're going to take Judy through, oh my god, we can't even stop laughing off the rip, guys. We're yeah. so sorry. This um, is going to be a good one. Yes, it is. Um, so today we're going to do a little drunk history of our personal lives a little bit, dive into a little bit of our trauma, but make it uplifting, I guess. Um, we're going to take Judy through her nightmare experience, of course, which is sitting through a brewery, brewery experience. So we hope you guys enjoy the episode and... Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. I will not be getting drunk. Just just letting everybody know. She's full of it. No, but I, people, <laughs> everybody in my private life knows that I don't really drink, drink. So this okay. is going to be a hard sell for you guys with this whole brewery thing. So, well, we're starting I really off, like the nuts. I like the nuts. So. She likes the nuts. I really did set like a little brewery yeah. vibe here. We have two bowls of nuts because it's just so brewery of us to do um we have a little cocktail napkins of course with the lana lyric on them and then we have six beers to try today so the first beer we're trying we're starting off strong and we're gonna try the beers throughout the episode and just get judy's take real quick on them oh boy um we're starting off with a grape beer so this is a light beer judy okay it's grape and the color of it is pinky so that's like different for a beer i bet you're already like hmm (laughs) I mean, what's that purple stuff? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect it to be that color. Right. Okay. Well, let's cheers and get into it. And mm-hmm. I want Judy's take first. Right, cheers. cheers, ladies. Cheers, ladies. Let's get into it. Right. Small sip for me. Tastes like every other goddamn beer I've ever had. No, this has a really light and yummy grape flavor after come on you're not tasting the grape it's a little tangy yeah it is a little tangy this is an ipa by the way too i think you could literally put a blindfold on me and put a corona a bud light um there's no way this has a grape tang to it okay i mean listen i'm not gonna tell you there's no way but i've also been having a lot of zinc lately as a supplement and that dulls are changing spot oh so you just taste metal in your mouth pretty much um (laughs) this is a little bit of an asmr episode with the sipping in the nuts (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 too uh, sour, I think, in my opinion. Okay, all right, that's fair. Not a fan. It is a bit of a sour, guys, just from like tasting it. Also, yeah. What what type of beer is this? This is. Let's say. Oh, the smell is a little unpleasant. That caught me by surprise. The smell is a little unpre- unpleasant. Um, this is by Urban Artifact. Does it say like exactly what kind of beer it is? You said it's an IPA. I thought it was an IPA because most of the ones I grabbed are, but this yeah, but like a sour. Okay, I tell think me what an IPA I think is. Anna is right. What is an IPA? An IPA is is, what is more. Ooh, I don't know. Can we look that up? I don't know what, what it stands for. I was gonna say that it's just a more highly alcohol concentrated beer, but even that could be wrong. Can we look up what an IPA is? I think it's something to do. And not to sound like a beer critic, I think it has something to do with the hoppiness of it too. And God, like you said, hoppiness. the alcohol content. Well, we yeah, hoppy was a a hot word in um, one of the more recent episodes. So Judy, I did oh hook it up with some hoppy beer. We, we were both right. Um, higher than average alcohol and hop content. Oh my gosh! What is hop? Give me a high five, girlfriend. Yes. Hell yeah! Team effort. Could somebody tell me what hop? Look at us. What? <laughs> what now? is hop again? Okay, let's get the... Anna, can we look up the... Is that how yeasty it is? Yeast? Oh, Uh, God. You did learn something from the last episode because you said aroma, and that's what me and Anna were saying. She said it's giving barn. I said it's giving earthy. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah. I I always say, like, the more hoppy, the more earthy and aroma-y it tastes. This is giving piss. Okay, so you're not liking it. (laughs) No, I'm not. I mean... Hmm. eh. I mean, I've I've tasted worse, but I... eh. I don't know. It's too, it's too, like, what's the word? Not, the ones with not the, sweet. Okay. The ones with the most bitter flavor or the ones that have fruity floral aromas are considered the most hoppy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, we were onto something barn and everything. Gotcha. Like, that pretty much sums up <laughs> what you just read off of your phone. So, yay to us. Yes. We're quite the experts. Yeah. So, I, th- I think this episode, we're just going to, yeah, we're tasting the beers and stuff like that, but we're also going to just talk briefly about our experience with mental health and basically give some 
pointers on how we try to deal with it, basically. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, obviously, to unpack here, so we're kind of do it, going to do it in a light way. And I think in future episodes, we don't want this to be a full, full-on mental health podcast. But uh, that's kind of how we bonded. So I think it's important that we go back you know, to some of these things and that people could relate to, especially if it could help somebody out there. And in, you know, future episodes, we'll see if it pops up again. If not, it doesn't. But uh, this this time around, Jen, let's start with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my personal trauma. <laughs> um, Wait, let me taste another one. Oh, okay. Let's let's crack one more. Let's make it a little asmr Do you want a lighter, a dark, or a hoppy? I want to kind of give you a hoppy. Just because we've been talking so much about it. Is it, it. going to taste like soil? <laughs> no, it, it's it's earthy in a beautiful way. <clears throat> All right. You know, like a very bohemian way. Yeah. And I do like boho, but... I feel like this can is just screaming Judy, so I want to go oh, with this oh, one. It really is pretty. It I is like pretty. It. Okay, right. so this we is Wrench. Yeah, this is a hazy India pale ale, my favorite. It has a lush and tropical zest. I mean, I'm already liking the can. It's okay, let's... Sounds oh mm. so good. Mm. Oh wait, the aroma. Me wishing that was wait, a diet give coke. Give this a whiff. Oh, oh god, it smells it. like flowers. <laughs> Earth, beautiful Earthy. guys. It is oh, gorgeous. Light. Color. Oh my god, it's beautiful. Give me your cup, Judy. This does look like. Okay. I wish you I'm saw sorry. how much head Jen is <laughs> pouring these beers with. It's it's amazing. I didn't know where you're going. With that I one. have a little mustache. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a lot of white. There's a lot of foam. That's because of how I poured it. Apparently, I'm sorry. Let's see, Let's see it, if I that, pour it different. Like a, if it's less head. Yeah, Let's you're see. supposed to pour it down the side of the glass. I was doing it like the aesthetic way, like you know. Oh, I poured way too much. Yeah, that's it, baby. Well, maybe you should wait for yours to foam down for a quick... Foam down. <laughs> I, I really don't... I mean... Okay, so the color is a bright orange... What? Yellow. Yeah, bright orange? Orange yellow. Are yeah. you seeing orange? It's like it, an apricot. And the can is so pretty. The okay. can oh, is so pretty. It smells good, guys. Right? Mm. It smells... Mm. All right. Fine. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Oh. You can't tell me that you like this. That's hoppy. I love this. This is my favorite type of IPA. I it's used like, to be so pretentious on these, Judy. Can you believe it? I thought who I was. It's like I'm eating leaves. <laughs> exactly Anna's point. Uh, like I, Barn. It's Barney. I think it's so you good. You really like this? I really do like this. I, I do. And I always use the word as like aromi. I know I keep saying that, but I just feel like that perfectly nails it. Like... Like fat tires. You ever have a fat tire, Anna? Oh, so, so good. good. So Those earthy. Hoppy boys. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is the complete ASMR episode that we didn't really plan for, but this it's is happening. The, this, I'm not mad I can honestly say it, I think I'm gonna have absolutely a disgusting. Like, uh, like oh. I can't even... You hear that? Oh, that sounds so good. That is tickling every bone <laughs> in my body. Okay. So, on a scale of one to five... Mm-hmm. Five being the best tasting so far, and <laughs> I'm gonna give this one the the first one the grape <laughs> the grape drink mm-hmm. a three. Okay, all right. Okay. I'll give that a that three. That's not so bad because this one is so disgusting. <laughs> what? This one tastes like somebody shoved my face in like soil and dirt, wood and chips. I, I ate yeah wood chips. Yeah, I feel like I guess that's the point, but yeah, it, maybe it is an acquired taste. Yeah. Oh, it I would absolutely say so. is. Not everybody who enjoys oh. beer enjoys IPAs, I would say. Yeah, we're not starting off strong here. No. Damn it. So the grape drink goes in f- ahead of the <laughs> fucking I would soil. score the grape drink highly because I love a sour. Mm. I don't like sours, but there's something about this grape beer that I'm loving because it's not too sour. It's not aggressively sour, you guys, which, believe it or not, they can be where you're like literally puckering your lips. Dude, for real. And I'm like, and I don't typically like sours. And this also, I also don't typically like grape. And I feel like this Mm -hmm. has a beautiful little twang of grape. Oh, God. I mean, are there... She's like, get me the fuck out of here. Brewery still sucks. I mean, are there any beers that taste like Moscato or or like a peach bellini or like... I mean, you would probably Arbor like Mist? a cider. Arbor Mist for all the middle-aged people out there. what I have. You know, I do have... You would like a cider, Judy. 
like a cider. Yeah, they're apple, apple cider. Yeah. I also have a blood orange IPA. Maybe that oh. might be more brown. Should we do a third before we really get into it? Uh, get into it. Okay. Yeah. I'm scared because blood oranges can sometimes taste like armpits. Mm. I don't want, uh, Judy's already oh, a hard God. sell. I mean, I mean, like I said, the grape, the grape one. I, I, I would drink if somebody gave this to me. I probably would drink it politely if but somebody bought you politely. a drink but yeah but this one i can't this this yellow one i i, I don't know i'm not about it i really the I, yellow one i honestly could say i can't see the appeal of that okay, okay. and i have an open mind but i'm I, sort of no she is trying you guys the fact that we even got her to do this is What's astonishing <laughs> can i have your yes. cup yes thank you we're already having a good time you guys yeah. get a little loosey-goosey before the trauma see how that pour is different it's less foamy wow the more you know Judy's like, I will never use these skills in a day in my life. <laughs> okay, Jen. Listen, okay. everybody has their own Jen's hobby. Jen's trying to get me drunk. I can see that. No. I'm just trying to split these evenly between the three cups. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this is, yeah, this is brew-free blood orange IPA, India pale ale brewed with blood oranges and natural flavor. The Cheers. smell is so nice. So this it, is it actually hobby, is for a blood orange. This is, is an IPA, so it'll be a little hoppier. Yeah. I like this one, but Judy, I already know it is an acquired oh my God. taste, you guys. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm not even being dramatic. Okay, this one does taste a little bit like furniture polish. Jen, please don't tell me how you know how that tastes. Mm, like if I had, I guess how <laughs> it tasted. This, this is it. And traps. Yeah, don't make me call boys and control. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm sorry. We just sorry. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, um, this is proving my point. Sorry. Yeah, I think we um we apologize for the banging around. We got a new mic set up and we're yeah. also just getting we're used to it. So bear with us. Because we will be doing it on YouTube. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, we will. We'll be filming. Hopefully. Hopefully soon for you guys. Um, so far my favorite is the second one we tried. Okay, mm. so <laughs> Hannah, what's your favorite? I'm going to say the purple one. I just love a sour, you guys. And this one is not myself. Yeah. Yeah, the purple one. The purple one is bearable. Like I said, if somebody gave this to me as a drink, I would drink it politely. I wouldn't love it, politely. but I wouldn't hate it. Ooh, it almost tastes, it almost Sorry. smells like the streets of New York. <laughs> it, well, it, the whiff throws me off. Like when I whiffed it, it yeah. kind of threw me off because it does smell <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, like I, I whiffed it before I sipped it. Um, you whiff before you sip. Yeah. Well, now that we're three, three beers in of tasting, Judy's <clears throat> not sold yet, but we still have three more to go. So let's get into it. Anna, give us a good crunch on that nut. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so good. I oh. Um, oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give us a good crunch? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so we're gonna talk personal trauma. Um, so me personally, I grew up with an abusive alcoholic and drug addict father who I lived with up until I was the age of 17. Um, and really went through a lot of emotional abuse from him, um, starting at a very young age. And there's a lot to unravel about my childhood and my life. And I do want to just say thank God for my mom, my amazing, amazing mom, before I really get into it. Um, She's the strongest woman I know. She's who I aspire to be. I mean, what she did to take me and my three sisters, so her and her four daughters, out of this very toxic environment and abusive environment is just incredible. And her story in and of its own, you know, starting at her very young years of life is inspirational. Um, So I do just want to say that, thank God for my mom and sisters, because they are who raised me and got me through these hard times. Um, But like I said, there is a lot to unpack. And maybe even Judy mentioned, it can be an episode where we really get more into it. So today I will keep it brief. 
Um, but I did grow up. My father, from when I was born, was an alcoholic and a drug abuser, and he was very emotionally abusive to me and my sisters, physically and emotionally abusive to my mother. So... Can I, I, I'm sorry. Yes. Did, was he ever physically abusive with you guys? Or just your... Or was it only... Um, it was it mom. was really just mostly against my mom, okay. you know, and it and it did it did spurt towards us at times, but I know. Um, yeah, I mean, and and so yeah, it, I guess yeah to answer your question, um, chew that nut. <laughs> Jen is all about the ASMR. <laughs> I really am. I do feel like an ASMR pro when I get on the, on this mic with this microphone, but. Um, yeah, so growing up in that lifestyle was was hard. It was really all I knew, but thank God I had my mom and my sisters who taught me at a young age because I'm the youngest of my three sisters. Um, uh, we're four all together that, you know, this isn't normal, this isn't right, and it, you know, we basically spent years and years of our lives trying to escape it together, and in the end, we did all escape it. We all escaped the abuse and the trauma. My mother divorced him. I do also just want to note that none of us speak to my father. We don't know his whereabouts. We are just completely disconnected from him from the moment that they did get divorced. Um, but from living through this and having a really terrible childhood, I developed anxiety, right? And that's what we're talking about today. Yes. Um, and I really didn't notice my anxiety until my parents got divorced. So I don't know if it was living in the trauma, but I didn't identify myself as somebody with anxiety until he was gone and he was no longer there. And I guess maybe at that point in my life, that's when I was actually coping with all of the trauma and the abuse. Maybe that's when it was like surfacing for me and I was realizing it because in the moment when you're living it, you like you don't you don't see further than like the day to day. It's it's it really is and it was for me starting at such a young age like getting through the day and just like getting to bed at night. Like I couldn't wait for that because then that's when it was quiet. That's when I didn't have to be scared or worried and it was just fight or flight. And it's like mm. a thing people say, but it is so true. And having to recognize and live that way starting young. I mean, I don't feel you know, like, I, I don't want to say there weren't good times amongst me and my family because there were, you know, when it came to my sisters and my mom and us together as a whole. Um, there were, but overall, just living with an abuser and somebody who's out to, like, sabotage and terrorize you and your mom and your family because they're sick, you know, and yeah. they're, you know, yeah. under the influence and abusive people just as they are, you mm. know, it just, it wasn't easy. Um well, we thank you for even opening up about all this because this is very heavy shit. I know this is yeah, yeah, and 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 also too for a very long time, a very long time. I didn't talk about my father. I didn't. Say, I don't even like saying my father. Ugh. Um, but I didn't talk about it with friends. Like it wasn't like everybody knew. Okay, like he was what he was. They're divorced. They're not together. Jen doesn't have a relationship with her father. But I didn't really open up about it until more recently, actually, when I started going to therapy. That's when I felt more comfortable raising the topic of it. Mm -hmm. um, but as I was saying, it did result in me having some major anxieties and I didn't realize it until I started experiencing panic attacks which I was at the age of 17 when I had my first panic attack I was working as a cashier at my job and I felt like I was going to pass out and throw up and I had to leave work early and this happened again and again and again and then I was like what's wrong with me like I had no idea what was wrong with me so I would tell my mom and my mom was like you're having anxiety like she explained to me like you went through an extremely traumatizing lifespan of time you know what I mean it, lifespan of time I mean like your childhood up until now you're you're a young teen like you went through what you went through and you're you're traumatized and it was at that point that I realized like I am traumatized and that's something that I didn't associate or think of so like I didn't think that what I was feeling on the register was anxiety I didn't think that I was traumatized because it was just my norm like that's I grew up with this guy who was my dad and this is my norm this was my life right 
So when he left, it was finally like that moment where I was kind of trying to figure out like who I was now that I could breathe, now that I could just like comfortably live in my house, now that I could just be silly and banter amongst my sisters and my mom. Everything was just so scary to do. Not knowing what mood he'd be in, how he'd react, you know, will the cops be at our house tonight? You know, it was just, you just never knew which way it was going to go. So once he left, it was very freeing. And I think that's when everything like kind of came to for me. Yeah, because you were in survival mode for so long, and right? Then, and then that lifted, and then everything just kind of sunk in, and you snapped. I mean, that's usually, I would say, just to give, um, most people say that it's a little bit genetic. Anxiety and panic disorder is a little bit genetic. I know I have it in my family too, mm. and a lot of it. A lot of times, somebody will experience a life event. That sets them off. You know, mm. maybe it'll never happen. Maybe it'll never happen to them in their life. Maybe it does. And I think in your case, obviously, you have both genetic predisposition to it, mm-hmm. and then you have the the childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, that made you. You would think, typically, you would think that you got out of that situation that you you know your mom got him away and stuff like that that you would be reversed it would be it would be mm. calm mm-hmm. but no it's just that it i guess surface it, it you did. Had time it to surface. Process. yeah exactly. like all the feelings i couldn't feel you know absolutely all and too like it just it like tears i didn't want to cry in front of him like feelings i didn't want to feel around him like really were suppressed for a very very long time starting as young as i could remember which i guess you could say would be like five or six right like you know i do have memories from that age with the abuser you know we'll call him so um that's why i think that that's just this is definitely another episode that we should unpack for you because i feel it you know you really went through so much you and your family and i give you guys all the credit in the world your mother and you know you guys would never know it today and that's really commendable thank you never know it absolutely absolutely Thank you. Yeah, we, we, as a team, you know, as his mom and sisters, we worked really hard to support each other and, and support my mom. My mom needed a lot of support, too. And that was something interesting to experience at a young age. Like, not parenting my mother, but, like, supporting her emotionally, like, bringing up her self-worth, like... The fact that we all realized, obviously, this is not normal, this is abusive, we need to get out of this, and then just, like, brought each other up to get to where mm-hmm. we are today. And obviously a lot in those years endured upon me and my sisters and my mom which brings me to who I am today and it definitely has made me a stronger person it definitely has made me a resilient person um but I do suffer from anxiety every day like it is something about me it's something that my family knows it's something that my friends know it's just my mind is going a million miles a minute and I'm scared you know of things happening that's that's how my anxiety kind of mm-hmm. spills out like i have fear health anxiety the, the fear of the unknown right and i just my mind races and i think and i think and i think and then i'll ask questions amongst like family and friends like do you think that because i did this this is going to happen like crazy things and it gets to the point where people are like how does your mind even think of that like and seeking reassurance and and right and so through therapy which really helped me i learned like why i am the way i am and how to kind of work on it to get better in those areas and I am like all for therapy I don't know if you're both in oh, therapy course. but well we support it of course yeah. I myself am in therapy as well I'm an advocate for it as long whatever works for you as right. long as you know whatever type of a uh, thing works for you basically. whereas like I don't believe in doctor shopping I do believe in finding the right fit for you as far as the therapist goes you need somebody you click yeah, with to a certain extent because you could be on put on a wrong path by virtually a random person so you want to take that trial and kind of trial and error it out and make sure you find that one person you connect with who can really genuinely help you and my psychiatrist i do talk to once in a while um he was telling me like it's like it's almost like dating you know you have to go through a bunch to get to the one that you you know feel the most connected with yeah and I, you absolutely. also have to guide the conversation otherwise yeah. it's just gonna be it's just gonna be like okay how was your day kind of thing yeah and it's not gonna they're not going to really get into the the real issues and stuff unless you guide the conversation you don't get your money's worth yeah you have to be open and vulnerable and a lot of people i can say will 
because I'm a very big advocate for therapy, they'll say, well, what do you do? You just talk about your problems. Like, how does that help you? How does talking to a random person who doesn't know you help you? Like people say that to me a lot. And I'm like, well, it does help because it's somebody who's completely third party to your life and they're licensed to do this. So they know how your mind works and why it works the way it does. Like it's actually better to talk to a licensed therapist than a friend because they can actually help you through these things. And I do just want to make that clear to anyone listening who's been thinking about therapy like it does help you it is not just a random person that you talk to like they know what to say to help you work your mind through and past something and <laughs> I guess um, we were getting too serious that we was it my hand was it my hand gestures I'm very no. passionate about this no 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 I glanced over at the different beers like how mine are still <laughs> how mine are still like completely full and <laughs> Yeah, no, that's all. Yeah. Bottoms up, Judy. So would you say your biggest piece um, of advice is to seek therapy? Is is if you are thinking about therapy, seek it. Because I thought about it for a very long time. And believe it or not, I didn't go to therapy for the first time until two years ago. So, and it was like something so on my mind. I have to go, I have to go, I have to go. And then what triggered it for me, I'll share quickly, was I got engaged to Frank Uh, We bought a, no, I'm sorry. We bought a house together before we got engaged. So that was like our first big milestone move. And buying a house was very scary to me. Spending money is very scary to me because at the age of 10, we were evicted out of our home um, and then house hopped and moved basically eight times within the same neighborhood evicted out of a couple other homes in that jump of time. So buying a house and spending money like that and spending money in general to this day scares me a little. So I was very triggered in that whole moment of things. And here Frank is, is, you know, you should be happy. We're buying a house. We saved our money. We can do this. This is the next chapter of our life. And a huge part of me was happy about that. But like a bigger part of me was like, like apprehensive, Jen? Apprehensive, but like also anything good that comes to me is going to turn to shit. Like that was my mindset mm. for so long. That's always my mindset. Right. Same. Like I'm Once not worthy of good yep. things. If we buy this house, you know, what if, and I just kept what if thing back to my past mm. and my history where my father was, was providing, I don't even know if you want to call it for that, for us. And we lost our house and lost our next house and, and really house hopped for eight, eight different homes in the same town in a short span of time to really move like that. Um, so basically my first biggest milestone I almost felt like I was dampering. <clears throat> and I just, I mean, thank God for Frank for recognizing and allowing me to open up to him about my traumas and assuring me without even me expressing words, just him seeing apprehension in my face, assuring me that we're never going to go through that. I'm never going to be that person, which of course I knew, but in my mind, of course. it's all I also knew at that, at that point in time. And I've evolved since that, of course, but it is this trauma that's just like very deep in me that it really is just there, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. That's then that's when I actually started therapy. That's where I was going with it. So I was like, I can't keep feeling like this. Like, this is such a happy moment. Like, I'm going to get engaged. We're going to get married. Like, I need to get past this and like talk about this trauma because I really hadn't up until that point. You know, it wasn't something that I talked about. It's not something that we talk about much amongst, you know, my mom and sisters. It's and I yeah. and I needed that therapy to get it out. And just like even just saying it out loud to my therapist the first time when I did, it was so emotional for me, but it was so good for me. Good. So I just, if you're thinking about it, don't think about it for 10 years like I did. Just go to therapy. Like, just do it, you know? Yeah. And like Anna said, find the right therapist. Like like Judy said, it might feel like dating a little bit, but once you find the right therapist, they will help you really overcome big, big things that you didn't think you could, in wow. my opinion and my experience, of course. Yeah, but I, I'm, I thank you for sh- for sharing that with everybody. I, I really, I think that was a really horrible story. Yeah, Jen is an example, and her family that mm-hmm. pressure makes diamonds. So oh, it's a, a great way to put amazing. it. Amazing, <laughs> it's a great way to put it. Really, it's thank true. You. Pressure does make diamonds. It really does. But yeah. 
yeah like like i said you also need to unpack that more on another episode yeah. because there's so many different i think a lot of people could relate to believe it or not to what you're saying right yeah. and I, I commend you for for opening up about it yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you. And I feel like you. it's even a good exercise for you. You know what I mean? Not yeah. only to share with so many people, but so many people are going to connect with your story. Absolutely. There's, yeah. there's so many different levels to it, too. You know? You know? You know? <laughs> so mine obviously was not my, my interview. Wait, 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 wait. What? Do you need a beer before you get into yours? Oh, Ooh, she didn't forget. Yeah, no. Preferably one that doesn't taste like dirt, or what? 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 The okay. other one tasted like actual like chemical. Like <laughs> Chem- Oh, furniture polish. That yeah. was the furniture polish I, one. This one's disgusting. I can't. <laughs> I'm even. on the furniture polish one. I've have I have finished. Do you want to have mine? Beers. Oh, have mine. Judy, I have to drive you later, oh, my yeah, dear. True. This right. one. Okay, I, I think this cargo. one's it. This one. It's just giving lovely happy days, right? The can. Aww. It's very pale. It's as pale. Right. So it's a light beer. So this okay. might be better I might like for you. This one. It's pale. Okay. This is beer for life. Tomewood Brewing. Mm-hmm. And this. Did they tell us anything about the beer? Brewed with solar energy. Oh, that, me. I'm like, wow, cool. So this is this can right here. This is brewed with solar energy. I didn't know that was possible. What? But Get out Tomewood of Brewing made it happen. Oh my god. Okay. And you're sorry. Cold. <laughs> They're not the proprietors of this method, but <laughs> oh, let's get another cr- can crack. Oh, oh so satisfying. <laughs> Ooh, this is super light. Can I have your cup, Judy? Judy, if sure. we find a beer you like, God. Ooh, this smells so lovely. Good. Can you uh, just can you whiff it and give one word as to what comes to mind when you whiff it? Okay. Grapefruitish. Okay, that's that's a better word than dirt <laughs> and piss. But a little bit grassy. Okay, the okay. can is giving that. Oh, I would say sunny for the aroma. Mmm. Cheers. Fresh, refreshing. Oh, I like this one. Me too. No, I mean, it's, it's not terrible. <laughs> I love Judy's faces every time. I'm just going to be it's not terrible. I mean, like I said, the furniture furniture polish one is awful. Mm-hmm. Then comes the one that tastes like the soil. Then this one that we just drank. And, uh, and the grape drink. Yeah. The furniture like polish the one, one was the blood orange one, right? That's a no-go. The, the, yeah, the, it was. Yeah, these other ones are making the grape ones really stand out to me. <laughs> so maybe this is going to be my beer of choice. So from maybe now on. the grape one isn't just a beer that you take to be. What was the word you kept using? Hmm? Polite. You would take oh, it yeah. to be polite. Maybe, maybe you like it. Maybe you actually fucking like it. Like me and Anna said, you might. Maybe. The furniture polish one is growing on me. Is it? Or maybe okay. I'm just like an alcoholic. I don't know. Probably. Probably. Give it Probably another sip. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I see what, like, I feel it on my tongue, which is nice, but mm-mm. Mm-mm. okay. All right, so you're four down, and you look disgusted. <laughs> what else is new? Now, uh, my my thing, yeah, real let's quick. Get into it. Yeah, real quick. Um, I'm not gonna get into my whole thing either. I just, and obviously, mine was not as you know, traumatic as yours. Mine's definitely from genes. You know, I my both my parents and my brother all suffer with forms of anxiety issues. Um, in my early 20s, I had a health scare uh, that turned out to be nothing, but I needed emergency surgery because they thought it was something. Um, I got that done. Um, I, they told me I had a clean bill of health, basically. And then for some reason, when I was home at my parents' house recovering, all of a sudden, I was going into the shower, and I just kept getting these, like, little, I at that point, little anxiety attacks, and I didn't, I didn't believe that they were that. I just felt my heart racing, and I thought, I just, I didn't know what it was, and my parents kept saying, I think it's anxiety, I think, and I was like, I don't, I don't think so. Then about a month after my recovery, I was back to my normal life, and then I was in a, I went to decide to go for my out, out after I was allowed to, you know, uh, cleared by the surgeon. And I had a massive, my first real panic attack um, in Atlantic City. I'll never forget that night. It, I feel like it's the night my life changed. Um, yeah. 
It changed a lot for me. It was like horrible, very, very, really, really horrible memory to have. But it was a, <laughs> I, if anybody has ever experienced a true panic attack before, you really feel like you're going to drop dead. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's really hard to explain to people that, that have never experienced it, but you really feel like you're either going to drop dead, something bad is happening like right now. That the, the intense fear that I felt for no reason, there was no catalyst, there was nothing that made me feel that way. It, it was just, it just came on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, yeah, that was the, the beginning of my new life. That's, that's the way I, it's like BA, like before the anxiety and then the after anxiety. Yeah. And then, you know, it took me a while to come to terms with the fact that it was anxiety. There was a lot of doctor, doctor's appointments because I swore that it was physical, um, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of trying to convince me that it was, you know, panic disorder and stuff. There was a lot of depression thrown in there because I, I missed my old life. Mm. I was like grieving the way I used to be. And, and this is my early 20s. This is when you're supposed to be out having fun and, you know, going all the bars and drinking. And, and luckily, even back then, I had some, you know, a good close group of uh, friends and stuff. And I think. A good takeaway from my story too, and of course over over the years my anxiety ebbed and flowed. So there's been highs, there's been lows. You know, there's been very big lows, and there's been really decent highs and stuff. But I think I know enough about it to speak on it. I guess not in, on an expert level, obviously, but enough to try to help some people, or at least for to make other people feel that that they're that they that they feel safe to talk about it, and it's not. <laughs> such like a thing to be embarrassed of mm. and it's not a weakness people yes it, it's not it's really it's not a strength of anything it, 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 it really is day to day with anxiety <laughs> yeah. it is it is a strength i mean i just just to like since we're trying to keep it light one of the one of the uh, let me tell you i i've had some rock bottom panic attacks and I'm, I'm open with them and i tell my patients about them too because they just feel so ashamed so one of my best friends, Dana. This is a quick story. We went to bu- we 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 always like travel together. She's like my travel buddy. We went to this this time we were in the Bahamas a couple of years ago, and heat's a big trigger for me. Like if it's like excruciatingly hot, like a hundred degrees. Yeah, I know that day I'm gonna already feel like I'm going to pass out. Yes. And the Bahamas, genuinely, the, the, literally, <laughs> the the Bahamas actually had like a heat wave warning. It was oh, like all, so, like the people working at the resort were like, you, you be careful, like wear hats. Like it was, there were signs everywhere. So now I'm like, I'm gonna go down, I'm going down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass out. So me and me and Dane went, you know, went to the beach and uh, we had a great day in the sun and stuff. It was hot as balls, but you know, still beautiful. And we're in the Bahamas and the water and stuff. On the way back to the hotel room to get ready for dinner, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I, I was dehydrated. I don't know what the hell. But we got into the we got into the resort, and I started thinking that I was really about to pass out. And that's a huge fear of mine. It's yeah. like one of my things. I'm always like, oh my god, I'm gonna pass out. You know? She's not kidding. Yeah, for real. So, um, it let's just say it culminated in my my best friend Dana dragging me to up the the resort elevator people looking at us and this was like a nice resort too so uh, we looked like insane um and she does not have anxiety issues like she's very very calm but I'm blessed because a lot of my a lot of my um friends don't and they're still very supportive so we get into the elevator and she's definitely more of the tough love person for me. And I, I respond well to that when I'm in that state. Oh, do you? That, I do. That's interesting. Mm. I do. I do. Like my mom, she gives me the tough love. Like, suck no, up, Judy. you're fine. Like, you know, like stop. Like, you okay. know, I, I do much better with that than like, oh my God, what's wrong? Like, like if I appreciate that, but then it makes me feel worse. Like, oh my God, there is something really yeah. wrong with yeah, me. Yeah, it's playing yeah, into true. it. True. So Dana is uh, an OG for a tough lover. So is my friend Alex. She's also a tough lover. So is my friend Alicia. They're, they all are pretty tough lover. They're like, come on, you got this. But Dana was the real deal that day because all the shit flashed in front of my eyes. I'm like, I'm having a panic attack. I'm going to pass out. We're in a foreign country. Uh, she's going to have to go home. She's going to have to, you know, I'm going to be here. I'm going to I'm gonna be like one of those stories that you see on TV. This- You're full on flying out of there tomorrow. Oh, oh my God. It was horrible. I, and 
it culminating it culminated to me crawling out of the elevator you were on the floor really yes i was on the floor of like a five-star resort uh hotel um just crawling not because i passed out just because i thought i was gonna pass out we got into the elevator and dana's like you're not gonna fucking pass out you look at me right now you're not passing out nothing is wrong with you you focus focus on me she's like you're not you're fine you're fine and you know i was sort of responding a little bit to 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 the punishment and she was like you know holding like she was like trying to like you know stab me out of it and then I was just like I, I just need to sit on the floor of the elevator uh, you know just like as one does and I sat down on the elevator how many floor. levels were you going on like 25 it oh, was a huge shit. resort yeah there's time here there's yeah. time in this elevator okay multiple multiple doors opened multiple times people saw me on my hands and knees yep absolutely so they were like we'll take the next one yeah pretty much uh then we got to our floor and um dan was like get up get the fuck up and i was like no i was like i'm gonna if i do you're gonna i'm gonna pass out i'm gonna bang my head on this marble i'm gonna be in a fucking coma in the bahamas uh you know who's gonna uh, my mind went out of control and I literally crawled out of the fucking elevator in front of a crowd On of people. All fours. Yep, in front of a crowd of did people. Did you like disclaim, apologize, or you just didn't? No, it I didn't give a shit at the, t- at okay. the time. You I still was in survival mode. And then we got back right. to the okay. room. We got back into the room. Dana was like, get in the fucking shower, turn it on cold, snap out of it. And at that point, you know, I got into a nice cold shower. I cooled down and I, I, it, I came out of it. So. I love you, Dana. Thank you for not leaving me in the Bahamas. And thank you for still going on vacations and stuff after that horrible event. <laughs> that was bad. And that's that's the good thing is that the people that are around me are not embarrassed like when I have a panic attack like that. I mean, I haven't had one knock on wood like that in a while. But um, I'm truly grateful for the people that, that, that are, I'm close with that, you know, still put up with. I mean, I listen, I put up with their stuff too, obviously. But... You know, panic attacks would be embarrassing in public, and and not not everybody is going to be a real one and stick by you. And and I'm fortunate enough to say that my small group of friends that I have are, and they're very supportive. So I appreciate that. And I I do think at the end of the day, what helped me is to remember that everything is temporary. Pain is temporary. Anxiety, dark times are temporary. Good times are temporary. And if you just keep reciting that mantra in your head it sort of makes the harder times a little bit more tolerable. That plus I like to find reasons why I feel a certain way. I like I said I'm always an answer searcher and an answer I'm always looking for answers to things. So if I could find scientific reasons why I'm feeling a certain way, it's a little bit of a relief. Um also talking to people our little anxiety group does help. You know, yeah. we do support yeah. everybody. Um, and I just keep remembering that I got through other stuff. I keep reminding myself and that it is, it's, when I say it's not, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely not a weakness. Like, and, and this is what my therapist has said to me that I thought was really, really inspiring. He said that your brain, the same brain that has all this empathy for other people, that is there for everybody else, that's intelligent, which I thought was nice of him to say, you know, that's successful, which I thought was also nice of him to say. That same brain that does all those good things also unfortunately does these other things. So would you trade that in? Would you trade in the good parts of your personality to get rid of this other part? And the answer is no, I wouldn't. I would Mm -hmm. rather, I would just rather, I'd rather, I wouldn't take it back because I feel like it made me more of an empathetic person it made me a person that's easy to talk to. I mean, it it didn't make me way stronger than I ever thought I could be because I did a lot of other stuff after that, battling it, you know, battling my my issues and stuff like that. So, hmm. you know, I, 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 as much as in the midst of a panic attack, of course, I, I would be like, fuck this, I don't want to be like this, you know. Yeah, yeah. why am I like this? Yeah. Why me? But when I'm when I'm calm and on the outside of things, I really think that I was I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. I really wouldn't because I think it really helped form who I was, who I am. I you know. I agree, Judy, wholeheartedly. And let's get into you. All right. Um it sounds weird. <laughs> let's get- so I'm a little different. <laughs> I um I started mostly with hardcore depression um, from the time I can markedly remember was eight years old. 
um my brother was born at that time and it was like it clicked in my head like oh shit my parents can like love a child that they have and i just never <laughs> felt yeah like I'm, i don't mean to laugh I'm, no wait. i just felt so on the outside everything i've oh, ever no. done from the moment i was born has been wrong to my parents like even from the time they found out that they were having a girl like i just was not the chosen one wait so when you were so say that again so you, when your little brother was born and you guys have a big age difference right yeah we have eight year, we're eight years apart okay so when he was born you had a, a thought as an eight-year-old you thought that you were not good enough isn't that something and i i don't know if it's i mean i'm of moderate intelligence i'm very observant i mean i guess you're it's highly a mix intelligent of those yeah, I you're guess. highly intelligent and you know what sometimes more often than not that will work against a person uh, absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i can honestly attest to that absolutely so my thing was um a lot of suicidal ideation um i do have like a real attempt as an adult under my belt but even as a child like not to even sound funny but if i saw a wall in my house getting painted like i would lick the fucking paint and be like okay this is the way out like oh my god yeah. i didn't know oh about god. this yeah I'm sorry no hey i mean it is what it is it's made me who i am and i think we were talking before how sometimes we're grateful for yeah, that stuff we are because it's made us better people yeah. towards others too and not always to ourselves i had very low self-esteem because of the way my parents treated me um you know all that good stuff that comes in tow with it i did have some anxiety like you know test tanking anxiety was a big one when i was young but i think once i moved out of the environment with my parents and my brother that's like when jen started to really process like now i have yeah. full-blown fucking anxiety and i'm safe now Mm. it's confusing right yeah you were confused absolutely it was just so jarring because again it was like this should be such a huge thing for me and such a step forward why am i feeling like the other shoe is about to drop well Mm -hmm. that that's interesting too because obviously i didn't have either of your experiences but mine was the the medical scare that turned out to be fine yeah so then you would think i would be relaxed after that whole thing and then that was the catalyst of wow that situation because you never know it's like when am i going to become a victim of circumstance again that's true oh yeah you realize your own mortality too that's a big thing is realizing your own mortality absolutely i used to be reckless as a child and now i'm like two feet in one shoe it's like it it changed me it honestly Mm -hmm. did change me it will yeah no but i'm thankful for it i know how to you know speak to others in a always respectable way like i always know how to meet people on their level Mm -hmm. which i think is something my parents really never understood so i'm glad i can break at least some sort of cycle there i honestly think that we you deserve a whole episode too to 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 unpack yours if if you feel comfortable enough i mean i would feel comfortable enough it is very difficult to talk about um i know (laughs) it's ironic to say when i'm in therapy but um i don't know one of my takeaways is like i always try and talk myself out of catastrophizing things you know there's no other shoe that's gonna drop here anna like you're almost willing it into existence i feel like a lot of Mm -hmm. the times and with anxiety i think that can be true that's amazing though that you could talk yourself out of it in that way like did that take time to just think jen i really had no other support from Mm -hmm. as young as a child like that i just kind of taught myself to be very logical very level-headed maybe not on the outside but on the inside of my mind to try and like bring myself down and you did that off it yeah on your own you feel yeah Wow, that takes, that takes so much inner strength to do that. And yeah. a lot of self-awareness. Yeah, because a lot of times people with suicidal ideation are just looking for a way out. They're not looking to die. Like, mm. I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. But when things feel so final in your life, you're like, okay. Like, now I can see the, my only exit. And I would like to take it maybe now. The one thing that I always get confused about is what is that if you... Somebody who, who tries to, um, unfortunately, have an attempt... <coughs> What then you have health anxiety as well. So you have, a fe- you have a fear of dying, yet you, you tried to. The will to live is definitely something that all humans have inside of them. No matter how like down and out you are, there is a will to survive. Oh, I just got the chills. Yeah. 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 And, and that's why I'm here today, guys. So yeah, I'm glad. No, thank, think, you, thank, think you. thank you. Think of all the things I would have missed. Please, guys, if you're out there with these feelings, please think about all the things you're going to miss out on. The good things. obviously that's so true that's so true absolutely and what's your what's your advice to anyone maybe maybe feeling that anna if you're like me and you had no support group there is still a way to choose your family 
especially Judy was talking about how integral a support group is. It's so true. I started working at um, Hackensack Carrier Clinic. I don't know if I'm allowed to plug that or not. (laughs) Plug. Regardless, there it is. I was working and I just really found people who were all on the same page about mental health. And that was so important to me because so many times I've thought about giving up and now I genuinely think about those people in my life and how they would never want that for me. Absolutely. Whereas, like, maybe I felt like my parents didn't care so much. Like, I know these people care. I've seen them practice empathy on so many people, just a revolving door of people, and they are the same way as my friends. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're saying, like, find your family and other people, maybe. Is that kind of what you're saying with those people that you found at that? Absolutely. Don't think everybody is, like, people who abuse you guys, because genuinely you can't generalize like that because you're keeping yourself from potentially great relationships in your life that could take you on a whole different uptick. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm so sorry you went through all that. Oh and my I God, don't be sorry. It has made me who I am today and it's made me understand where everybody is coming from and that people are fighting battles that you cannot see. So Absolutely. be kind always, That's so guys. True. That's so yeah, true. Yeah, be kind always because it sounds cliche, right? You never know what someone's going through, but like you really fucking don't. You These don't. ladies didn't even know that about me that I no. had such darkness, you know. So yeah, really, I, guys, I would have, I would have never guessed. No, not like absolutely. guessed it, but like I would have never picked that up about you. So absolutely. thank you so much for being open and yeah. vulnerable and sharing that with us and our listeners. Of course, guys. Absolutely. Anytime, I don't want anybody to struggle alone after doing it for so long. Yes. It is not. Mm. And that was my whole thing with the with the anxiety group is that I knew how it felt to feel alone and 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 just alone <laughs> no other word for it alone and not knowing what to do so i felt isolated, like isolated you know yeah, just yeah. so far away from everything absolutely absolutely no matter how many people are around you or how much support people think they're giving you you can still feel isolated so yeah, it's absolutely it's true well thank you we, both of you guys really uh Really making me cry take, almost. Yeah, I didn't mean yeah. to take you so off guard, yeah, guys. Like, I should have probably like prefaced yeah. this by telling you first. Jesus, I mean, <laughs> our mouths are like hanging open over here, <laughs> and not from the disgusting beer. Um, the water. Yeah, thank you. As I crack open my water, disgusting beer. You, you're mm. di- disgusting beer. You're disgusted with beer. It's, I'm not disgusted <laughs> with beer. I just I, I'm not a big fan of these ones that much. Okay. The grape one I think is my favorite, though. Bringing it back to that. So, did you want to do the the word thing? Yeah. Should we... Um, oh, this is going to be good, guys. It is. I have a really fun list of words to go through. So, so I'll explain it first. Um, so, we're going to do a word association test. And the word association test is basically where I will say a word and Judy and Anna will respond with the first word that comes to their mind. Um, But first, a little backstory. This word association test was actually created by Carl Jung. He is a psychologist and psychiatrist from the mid-1900s who founded analytic psychology. So while we're speaking about therapy and all those great things that can help you, this word association test was a tool that was used to basically unravel the subconscious mind. Um, oh, it's unraveled, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're going to keep it light and a bit more fun, you know, with, with the list of words that I will shout out. But I did directly pull some of the words from Carl Jung's list. Oh, cool. So, so those will be incorporated in there. Um, okay, so I will... Res- Say a word. You guys will say the first thing that comes to your mind. Do we want? Do you both want to respond at the same exact time? I think that'll be fun. I'm scared yeah, to sure. go here, but okay. let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay. Luck. Bad. Does <laughs> <laughs> it say that I didn't even think of anything when you said luck? Mm. Ooh, that tells us that's even weird. More, I, wonder that, yeah. I wonder what that would tell <laughs> Carly. Like my mind went blank. Yeah, my mind literally, and that never happens. Okay. All right. Then lie. Asshole. Manipulator. Carrot. Orange. Bunny. What did you say, Judy? Bunny. <laughs> Bunny and Anna's an orange. Glass. Fragile. Broken. Mm, oh, shit. See where it gets not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anxiety. Mm, my life. I, literally, I was going to say every day. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss. Lips. Romance. Frizzy. Hair. Hair. <laughs> Moist. 
Cake. I was going to say cake, too. Now mm. you guys know I'm a fat girl. <laughs> <laughs> Brewery? Oh, God. Hipsters. Oh, please. That's the, that, that's the Flower. Beauty. Smell. Nuts. Fragrant. Uh, that's <laughs> no. That, nuts are not fragrant. <laughs> what are you really nuts? thinking? Nuts. Uh, planters. Like the, like the peanut brand. Yeah. Crusty. Bread. Men. You both said bread. I said men. Oh, men, and you said bread. Yeah. Okay. Frankie. <laughs> Frankie Muniz. Malcolm in the Middle, baby. From Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. <laughs> See, I guess that was your first um, thought too. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was a good random one. Weasel. <laughs> N- animal. Oh. See, I was thinking weasel. like of a dickhead person. Oh, a little weasel. Mm. Turtleneck. I hate Steve him. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Pure water, autistic kids. I, that's another population that I just adore. I think they they're are, the best. They are very yes. pure. You're very right. Absolutely. Sleep apnea. apnea. Wow, that was <laughs> my first thought too. Oh shit. Creepy. Crawly. Yeah. Okay, sisters. Sugar daddy. Ew. Where's mine? <laughs> mine too. <laughs> Poison. Control. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say the same thing. Deep. Ocean. Seven is that ocean too? Okay. Oh god, Judy, I'm sorry if we have a like psyches. <laughs> that, yeah. that sucks for you. <laughs> Likewise. Octopus. Tentacles. Legs. Legs. Okay. Like I couldn't I Oh, yeah. okay. Boink. Ball? Like a ball? I don't even want to say what I was thinking. It's a, That's the point. It's a literal quote from fucking the real world San Diego. I just thought of, I just thought of Boom Bazooka Joe. I don't know why. That, oh my that God. unlocked a core memory for some reason. What the fuck? Wow. Carl, Carl Young. Wow. <laughs> real world San Diego. <laughs> We've come a long way. Yeah, really. And that and that's from a young millennial, not the elder. Yeah, baby. Not come the on elder now. on the couch. Trauma here. ages you. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Sizzle. Steak. Steak. Mm, wow, girls. Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Dinosaur? Prehistoric. Mm. Hammer. Nail. Head. Bop it. Oh my game. god. Best childhood game of all time. Right. Oh. Cheese. Whiz. <laughs> Once again, I'm a fat girl, guys. Like, let's chill. Let's chill. I don't really think of anything. I don't know. Nickelback. Oh, terrible. How the hell do you wind up like this? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this is how you remind me of when I That song we, is good. Can we talk about how my boyfriend was singing that song before attributing it to Matchbox 20? I said, how dare you fucking no, insult Rob no. Thomas like this? No, ouch, never, please. Ouch, Every woman loves him. Uh, Nickelback, ugh, I can't. Ugh. <laughs> I just like that one song. Tired of living like a tired man. Oh, blind man. Tired of living like a blind man. Happy ending. Couldn't cut it as a poor man's steam. And this is how you remind me of what I really am. I was going to say, finish it, Jen. good. Absolutely. You sound I know, every we missed episode. Gen. Yeah, we missed a Jen singing segment every last episode. episode. Yeah. I made up for it now, baby. <laughs> Happy ending. A good old-fashioned handy. <laughs> Same. A massage. A lot of that. Amphibian. Lizard. Liz- yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. We're wrapping it up. Our last word for the Brown Association test. Anne Hathaway. Sucks. Just kidding. Oh, my God. Princess oh, Diaries only. I'm sorry. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm just going with my whole, whole Anne Hathaway your thing. Whole, your whole Anne Hathaway bit. It's, it's part of her personality. It is part of her <laughs> <laughs> She's in a new movie. That's all I could think of. That that, that the real thing that came That's to my mind was that she's in a new. Yeah. That she's in a new. Okay. So Jen, how would you size me and Judy uh, up after that? Do you think? Soul sisters, if anything. Yeah, like seriously. what? All of your answers were the same. Are we in love? Well, I mean, I know I am. <laughs> oh my god! Been there. That's good. <laughs> That's so funny. We did have so many you, of the same you answers. Did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was fun. Yay. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed this episode. I know it was 
I don't know how we got here. I mean, Jesus, we talked about abuse. We talked about unaliving yourself. <laughs> it's all about um, uh, turning it around. Shit beer. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, let's close out with your final thoughts. Purple. The purple the purple one, the grape one, for okay. sure. Okay, and way, do you see how like taste, if you do like beer, Okay. Mm-hmm. how like tasting and talking about the beer and the different flavors, how it yeah. could be fun in a brewery setting? Uh, No, nice try, Jen. At least it was a valiant effort. Once again, we want to thank you all for listening to our fourth episode. These topics are not easy for us to talk about, but we figure that if our stories help even just one person seek help or feel validated, then we did something for the good. Finding humor in our situation does not negate the gravity of it. In fact, I can speak for the three of us when I say that finding humor in dark situations is a healthy way of coping, at least for us. With that being said, if anyone listening to this is experiencing mental health issues, please reach out to friends or family. They care more than you think. Or even drop a DM on our Instagram page. You can also dial or SMS text 988. That's 988 for help if you're having a crisis. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how dark it is. Thanks again for the listen. Please follow and share our Instagram page. Don't worry, next episode we'll be back with something a bit more lighthearted and funny. Stay tuned. Bye.